Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Thursday! The 3rd of November, a few days after Halloween and two days before uh, your friend and mine, Guy Fawkes Nights, where everyone dresses up in those anonymous masks and uh, just just tries to be nefarious and spooky and, 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 and like they're going to blow something up. Yeah. How you doing, everyone? Nice to talk to you. If I was going to do something like that in an anonymous mask on Guy mm. Fawkes Night, I think I would go into a corner shop, probably one not near my house, because I respect the local um, the local industry, mm. and steal a Mars duo. <laughs> I'd knock some oat milk on the floor and then run I, off. I'd do this as well. So the people listening can't... Um, oat milk? Where do you live? You're it's not me. getting oat milk in the corner shop in Yeah, in I'd, South around here there's, there's oat milk all over the place. And the, the more excruciating brands like... Uh, is it Local Legends or something? There's one that's called, like, Proper Heroes or Big Legends or something, right. and it's got excruciating artwork on the side. They're worse than Craft Ale manufacturers. They really are. The one we buy has got, like, drawings of the CEO on the side, and it's uh, it, oh, it really yeah. grinds my gears. All that shit grinds I'm not into my that. gears. Tween I'm not into that crap. kind of... Um, oh, uh, here's a bottle of... Little, a little tiny bottle of uh, fruit juice. Uh, why don't you take the time to do something amazing today? <laughs> well, why don't you fucking shut up? Because I'm on the way to work, and I couldn't get any breakfast because I slept in late. I've got a bit of a hangover. I just want to get on with my day. Anyway, oh. what I was going to say was, if I was, if I did have one on the V for Vendetta mask on and stolen mm. Mars duo, would mm. that be good enough and exciting enough to be on the DVD extras of the new Purge film? <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe if you sort of coupled it with like I don't know, driving driving past in a in a Fiat uh, Uno. Uh, given the given flicking the V's at a church, maybe. Oh, maybe if you did a bit of that. A bit that's of drive by swearing. That's a gateway crime. <laughs> that's a gateway crime. Before you know it, you're you're stealing stealing a coffee from the Costa Express. <laughs> that's always a letdown, isn't it? When you're driving. I, I, so my wife, the wife I have access to, is obsessed mm. with um with iced coffee, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's a big thing in New England. You get it all year round. People just drink it. it doesn't matter how cold it is, and it gets a lot colder there than it cold. does here. Even if it's cold, even if it's cold, yeah, oh yeah, cold, yeah, 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 it's a big cold. thing. So they they sell Ooh. it all year round. And I think in New, I think New England's are known for it around the rest of the United States. It's like a stereotype. Yeah. Anyway, as as I'm sure you know, up until fairly recently, iced coffee wasn't a um wasn't really a thing, and it's becoming no. more of a thing now. But particularly in the summer, I think it's Costa the only ones that do it all year round. So when we're on the motorway. Um, you know, we want to, and the Wi-Fi I have access to wants a nice coffee. 
you're looking on the signs for the for the service station and it comes up Costa. Sometimes it says Costa Express and Costa Express is just a machine in inside a larger a, shop. Yeah, it's sometimes yeah. the Rich Smith, sometimes Sainsbury's. I think and, also sometimes be uh, sometimes maybe a shell as well. Yeah, sometimes shell garages and some of them have the till receipt that you've got to take to the till. Some of them have the little oh, receipt right. that comes out of the machine. Some of them don't. Uh, either way, I forget. Either way, you're not getting money. And what a lot of people don't it. know is actually that the Costa Expresses that are in the Shell petrol stations mm. are part of um, what's known as the Costa Express Compromise, where Shell <laughs> said, um, we're taking nine and a half billion, uh, sorry, yeah, a billion dollars, uh, a mm. quarter in profit. Uh, mm. We're not going to pay any tax in the UK on that, but what we will do is a gesture of goodwill, admitting mm. absolutely no liability, but as a gesture mm. of goodwill. Um, is we'll put a Costa Express in one in every three Shell petrol stations on the motorways of Britain, uh, yeah. and, and, we'll, and we'll call it we we'll call it even. And, we'll, and, and if and Rishi Sunak said that's fine, and if, that's fine. And if you're on a, and if you're on a subway uh, counter, we'll sometimes give you one of those as well. We'll drop you one of those in. Drop you one um, of six inches only, you know, because <laughs> um, it's you know, we're not made of money. That's the uh, bargain. We're not dishing out footlongs here. No way. <laughs> By the way, all subways. To try this one on for size, right? Mm. Uh, we've talked about this before. All shops pump in some kind of smell into their shop, don't they? I think that's apocryphal. No, it's not. I think I think that, I think that happens. I th- are you thinking of Vegas oxygen? Aren't you? What Vegas? Well, I hope there's oxygen in Vegas. <laughs> but, I mean, surely if you've got if you've got bread cooking in an oven, that's just going to have the smell of. But bread. I don't think they are cooking it. I don't think what they do you are. Mean? I, th- I, I think, think what's happening is... I think is... now they've got, o- they've got ovens. They've definitely got ovens. Yeah, but it's just, it's, just re- it's just warming. It's just warming, mate. <laughs> I, think, I think it's... You're in the pocket uh, of Big Subway. That's your problem. I think you, I think you get given the... It almost made, and then you just put it. It's like those little um, croissants you get in the um, in the, in in the not the just roll. That's that's completely cooked by you. But sometimes you'll just get like a little thing to warm in in the oven, yeah. and then and then it's ready for I you. I don't observe you. it. So all I was going to say was, what I'd love to see, so there's an amazing scene in the first Mm. episode of Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares, where he's got these idiot chefs and they don't know what they're doing, and it's really Mm. bad, and so he does a blind taste test with them, and he he blindfolds them and he gets them to eat different types of pasta, right? Yeah. And because their palates are completely fucked, um, the one they choose, (laughs) right, the one they choose is, is the pot noodle. Yeah, right? okay. So he does right. like three nicely homemade pastas and the fourth one's a pot noodle like chicken and mushroom and they choose <laughs> all of them choose that one, right? And he's fuming. <laughs> My point was just going to be that in Subway, I'd reckon if you did t- I reckon if you did a blind taste test with a really someone who's got a really good palate, like I don't know, like a Michelin starred um, mm. you know, I can judge or what's it what they called uh, judge judge or whatever. Judge, I, judge food judge. I don't know if they could do anything in Subway because every every single thing tastes exactly the same. There's no way we... you can do different meats and know them blindfolded in Subway. I don't know, you could detect a steak uh, a steak thing and a meatball marinara. I reckon you'd probably tell the difference between that just from texture. But like I would say that it wouldn't isn't it it must be bloody miserable to be a professional sort of food uh, kind of reviewer or something like that. Like, it, it, to have such a delicate palate and to be not rewarded with it 99% of the time. <laughs> yeah. You must be like, oh, this is all disgusting. This is all horrible. Because in your mind, you think that, so if, if you think of a, of a Michelin judge, mm. in your mind, they're doing that every night. They're not. Yeah, they can't no, be. no. <laughs> so what are they things. doing the other nights? Yeah. What well, I would say, I would say like... Um, I, we went to a nice restaurant in, when we were in New York, and it was like unbelievably, you know, taste menu kind of. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I, go. Don't, did I? Don't know, I don't know what it was. You, you went very well, but um, 
that that food is so it's like in the top ten percent of food I've ever eaten. And but that's I'm forty one. Yeah, <laughs> like, top ten percent. Dave Chang. Top, top five percent. Say again. Dave, if Dave Chang, Dave Chang, right, listens to five episodes at random of this show yeah. and listens to the, the stuff you get up to, and is getting a ten percent top ten percent berth only for his restaurant I think he, I in think Midtown. He, my, he, is, my, he has given up the trade. I think he'd respect my approach to frozen sausages, to be quite frank. And, and, he's, and getting, he's getting the top 10%, and, and every other night that week, you've basically eaten from fucking food carts bin. on the corner <laughs> of, the, of the streets in New York. <laughs> no, the night I before, think... you ate a fucking giros from a, from a, <laughs> a fucking truck. <laughs> and I shortchanged him. And um, not a the... good truck, not one of those posh what? trucks where everyone goes, oh, you've got to try this, as yeah, in like yeah. a proper old-fashioned truck. Yeah, it was like you don't really see them very often in uh, London. You used to see like hot dog on, on nights out. You used to have like hot dog uh, on the corner of every street. But I think people have sort of thought it's probably not the best idea. What is is Dave Chang uh, the same as PF Chang? Um, am I am I confusing the two needlessly? Because PF Chang seems to have a Chinese restaurant in every town in America. But I think Dave Chang might be slightly different, slightly more upmarket. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's tough to say. Different isn't PF Chang, PF Changs? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I've, never really been, I've never really been in either of them, but I do know that um, about 10 years ago, our friends who are mm. on the more tedious... And listen, we're, you and I are tedious about different things, so this is not a criticism Correct. of them, but people mm. who are more on the tedious end of food will start going, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you've not even been to Dave Chang's place yet. Um, yeah. Dave, <laughs> Chang's doing a, uh, Dave Chang's doing a, um, a deep-fried uh, arsehole. In a pickle mayo, down well, in like... a pop up on a. Let me finish. Down <laughs> a pop up on uh, on Hackney on Hack and a barge on Hackney Wick. And if you've not been there, I mean, it's impossible to get a table. But I've already been there fifty. Why is that always the case? Oh, it's impossible to get in there actually. But you've suddenly you know? already been there fifteen times. So how's that even possible? <laughs> yeah, but I think with um, I I would say that our f- foodie friends aren't really into the. Uh, aren't really into the, the no, I'm not chatting about it, but they're not really into the kind of lifestyle of rah, 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 we're going out for a meal in, in that there London. I think they're very much like, I really want to eat that food. <laughs> like, yeah. They're very focused on the food rather than the whole tell people about it, I would say, maybe. I don't know. I don't agree fair? with that because otherwise I would never know about it. <laughs> I would never know anything about it. But they tell they only tell me because they're not like anything. I'll be, I'll, yeah. but, but, I, but I'll never sort of suggest anything myself because I'll let no. everyone down. I've I've sometimes been in a nice restaurant with you where where you're having a really nice time and the proprietor will come out and go, yeah, really enjoying the food. And I'll say to the proprietor, yeah, there's no point you being here because he'll eat anything. So (laughs) it's not, it's not, it's not. You could be serving up anything and I'd eat it. It's not a good assessment. (laughs) I I, I think, I think, um, I think they do, people do talk about it. I I also think it's a minefield making this show not knowing what the adverts are going to be because it, it might sound absolutely preposterous. I mean, we slap off don't Subway. I going to be... I d- it, no, the only, thing, the only thing that always kind of... It, it, it cuts to me talking about how I'm eating, I don't know, uh, wristles that I found in the yeah, street. Yeah, you should know because you do all the ads. But, but, then, but then it'll cut to me going, in my recent diet that I've been sticking to... <laughs> Pete, you just yeah. said you ate a wristle off the floor. I don't even know what a wristle is. Very low calorie when they're off the floor. Exactly, exactly. I find it's very <sighs> low calorie when the rain's washed a lot of it away. <laughs> That's why I was, try- I was trying to trick Buckley, the dog, who refuses to eat at the moment. Oh, poor um, into He'll eat anything off the floor outside. So I've taken to um, getting his food um, and sort of walking around the corner and just putting it in the, in the street. 
Because he'll eat anything right. on the street. Because because he, he's not allowed to eat food off the Clever. street. Because it's uh, and and uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. What does your anonymous neighbour you know, think about that? It's, it's just me, me under the cover of darkness, just spreading mucky food in the streets that might get eaten, might not get eaten. The foxes won't even touch it. So that says something about the hypoallergenic grain-free food that Buckley's eating. The foxes won't eat it. <laughs> what, do, what, do, what must they think, the foxes? Yeah, like, oh, they've got some foxes there sitting around. One of them's got a monocle and a bow tie. Very rich, this. Very rich Very for my palate. Even, even the Dave Changs. I preferred I preferred that kebab that Pete left outside in a bin that we. Oh, you're going to be on. Into. You are going to be on Dominic Littlewood's neighbours from hell at some point because I <laughs> oh, mean I, just the stuff bless, you talk about on here you, that you bless do. Stu, bless Stu next door. He uh, he he. Uh, it, when I went away one time, I'd left a. I said, Stu, I'm just going to put the the bin bags down the side. Can you take them out and put them on the uh, put them on the pavement? He's like, Yeah, no worries. Um, and I'd left them on top of my motorbike slash shitty scooter wangy 125t um, scooter and um, the fox has been in the kebab I just basically left the best food for the foxes because they just found they just got their way into uh, the kebab meat that I'd made that I'd uh, I'd bought Um, and uh, they just spread it all over the place all over the front garden and uh, Stu to his eternal credit because he's a lovely man he picked it all up he picked every last bit of bloody kebab meat off the floor for me he looked up halfway through and you were just sat in the window looking at him <laughs> I'm not even on holiday, mate. And, I'm not and, even on holiday. And then, and then when he went to stop, you just as he looked up at you to stop because he thought, "Oh, Pete's back." You just shook your head like that. <laughs> and he and I was eating it. lots of kebab. <laughs> I was eating bits of kebab. It was I, me that's been in the kebab. I think people <laughs> wonder what must happen around your way. Mm. Because what do you mean? You, you're, well, you're always you're always doing stuff, and oh, a lot of the stuff you're doing, I've never really seen anyone in my neighbourhood do. No, right, okay. I mean, everything, everything's in tip-top condition. I mean, the, uh... I mean a while back, um, I, I don't know if I told you this, right? A while back, I so I've got a neighbour opposite opposite me on the other side mm-hmm. of the road. So my road, my one side of my road is flats, like Maisonette House. So it's like two flats in a house. It looks like a house, but it's got two front doors, and I live in one yeah. of them. So I just live in the flat upstairs, and uh, the other side of the road's houses, and the houses are nicer, obviously because they're bigger. Um, and uh, I don't know why I told you that. But that's just to give you a little bit of a picture in your mind so you can imagine yep. it while I'm talking, telling people this story when they're on the way to work or whatever. And uh, so one of the neighbours opposite Tony, uh, he's a great lad, older, probably in his 60s. He's been um, running a kind of Caribbean, West Indian food business for a very long time. Right. But the way he does it is like he will cater for private parties or, you know, so he's, he's not really like, he's not got a shop or anything. Uh, he just, he, he gets orders in because he's got like a reputation around and his food's amazing. Um, yeah. And he caters like private parties and and um, christenings and weddings and all the rest of it. So anyway, he's a character. He's like a character in the um, in the street because you always see him loading his van up and all the rest of it. So I always chat mm. to him. He's a good lad. Anyway, so about three or four weeks ago, I saw him a couple of roads away from the house, but he was walking back in the direction of where we live. Yeah. And I was walking back. I just got off the train. I was like, Tony. He's like, all right, mate. How you doing? He's like, yeah, yeah. So you're walking back. He said, yeah, yeah, I'm walking back. I'll walk with you. I was like, great. He goes, I've just got to do something on the way, though. I was like, okay, right. fine. Uh, and, he, and we got to about three or four streets away and outside this little corner shop, well, you know those little um, boxes where they put the leftover newspapers on? They, 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 they have them in, in London kind of yes. corner shops. They, yes, they, it's yes, like yes, a little yes. sealed box with little, a lock yeah, on it yeah. and they put the leftover magazines and papers in there. And he just stops and sits on there. I was like, all right, what are we doing? And he said, well, um, I lent a guy in the gym £200 
and uh, he's going to be here in a minute to tell me why he, he can't pay me. <laughs> and I was like, all right. This is getting tasty. Yeah, I was me. like, all right, Tony, um, do you definitely need me here for that? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, well, just stick around because it'll only be a couple of minutes. I was like, all right, well. I but he's doing the muscle. He, you say he's not got the money? No, he's definitely got the money. He hasn't paid me for weeks. He's, he's, he's well overdue with the money, so he's, he's going to come here and tell me why. I was thinking, well, can't he just call you and tell you that? I'll send yeah, you a text. Yeah, just get, drop it in a text. So anyway, so I stand around. Emojis heal a heart. <laughs> well, I, 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 you know what? I, this is me, and I'm not even that awkward. I was so British about it. I was thinking about giving them the money myself. Just get out of here. <laughs> and, the, and the guy turned up. It's like I think like a, maybe like a Greek guy or a Cypriot guy turned up. Right. Big guy, and was like, mm. "Oh yeah, sorry, Tony. Um, you know, I didn't get paid on this job I was doing, but I'll get paid next week, and um, I'll give you the money then. And you know, sorry about that." And Tony's like, "Yeah, I need the money and all this stuff." It didn't get too punchy but like it was quite no. awkward and then and then the guy just walked off and me and tony walked back to the house i was like all right tony see you later mate like, yeah, see you later. <laughs> so i was thinking to myself do i need to be there do i need to be if there he for that? ends up murdering him you're gonna be you're gonna be in there accessory you're be in, the, in the story you're gonna be accessory to it i didn't want i thought i'll say to the police officer i'll say to the investigating officer i didn't want to i didn't want to be there i thought it was a bad idea i didn't want to be there i thought it was a bad idea good god how many times have those words been said in court oh yeah. my god i felt awkward while it was happening i can't do this show by myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, it'll be like it'll be oh, like um god. cereal wouldn't it little did yes. cool incoming yeah. call from <laughs> ringing you in H- broadmoor her majesty's prison brixton luke moore oh. What have you been up to today? today? Uh, well, uh, I put some sugar in a kettle and threw it on someone. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Luke. Great. Yeah. Really exciting Well, to stuff. be fair, though, in my defence, last week I was shanked in the chow line, so <laughs> what goes around comes around. <laughs> Tony will get away scot-free. <laughs> Bloody Tony. Anyway, so nothing happened, oh, but I mean, if it, if it does escalate, then um, yeah. then I shall, um, I shall let you know. But I mean, so far, yeah. nothing doing, really. Good stuff. Good stuff. Mm. Uh, well, I, uh, I've been talking, right, Luke? Uh, to someone who's coming to my life and they are a uh, in charge of kind of like like social work is that fair? So I've so, well, I don't, I don't so, know who it is or what they do so <laughs> I, how, how am I going to know if it's fair or not? So or a friend wait. of a friend is, is a social worker and th- they were telling me right about what what makes good parents and what makes bad parents when through things like fostering and adoption and well, stuff they like said, that, right? Could you come with us on Friday night to show what if things go wrong? What happens if someone's parent is bad? Go wrong, or yeah. What? Or good. And they, or were what? So, and they were saying like what people, what kids who have gone through like trauma need is dependability, um, reg, uh, regularity, yeah. a system, uh, things like that, right? Okay. And 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 a lot and and just basically like being there when you say you're going to be there, and like reliability and stuff like that. I've been Which saying this you know, to you about you for fucking ten years. We've, we've I got... need, I need me to be more reliable, but I'm not my own dad. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. But but like all of this stuff they were telling me, right? And I was fasc- absolutely fascinated because I've never sat down with a health professional to talk about my brain, right? But when I say it, it comes, it means nothing. <laughs> I don't, you're not a trained professional. No. I was talking to them about like what makes a good parent, what makes a bad parent, right? And. Oh my god! I had no idea how shabby my daddy was. How shabby my oh, mummy was. Oh, Stuart, don't like, be like that. He's doing his best. Lovely, and they're lovely, and they're absolutely great. But there was so much stuff that they were telling me that I was suddenly like, right, that's not what my parents did. And I saw my parents at the weekend. We popped up to uh, what you Chita took a Humes. special trip to because you had a few <laughs> bones to pick. <laughs> Notepad, massive notepad, folder full of burgling paperwork. I want you. I want you there at ten. And I was, and I was like, and and uh, it just really made me laugh because it was just like, 
I, I saw it the weekend and I felt very guilty because I, I was having very impure thoughts about their parenting uh, suddenly. It's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? You turned but out okay. Look, best. you're a high achiever. But but also, like, what the what the social worker said is that in, like, most parents that have shortcomings, it's all for a fucking reason because their parents were shit. And, like, you know, yeah. my dad... My dad's my dad would like would break the shit out of each other, pissed out their heads every night. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like you sort of think, oh yeah, but it's not their fault, though, is it? And no, then I, presumably their parents were shit as well. So, well, so I think they, I think Stewie and Christine did the very very best they fucking could. Well, yeah. How old were my parents? I think they were about thirty. I think. Oh, okay. So yours are a bit. So my my parents were only. I think my mother was just twenty four when I was born. Right, okay. so pretty young. So basically, the age I am now, mm. my parents were this age. I was eighteen. Yeah. Okay. So it's, 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 I think I think it's an age factor is part of it as well. I think. Yeah, and massively. I, you know, my my dad said to me, um, "It's ages ago now. Probably I don't know, twenty years ago. I was an adult. I think I'd, mm. I'd done uni or something by then." He said to me, "Oh, um, we're having a beer or something." It wasn't like particularly awkward or anything like that. I get, I get on mm. pretty well, my dad. But he said to me. Um, we talk about something that happened when I was young or whatever. And he said, oh, yeah, just, you know, the thing is, I, no one gives you a manual, you know. No, no. one, no one, like, to be honest, like, his parents were very old. Um, so his parents were, I think, in their 40s when he was born, which is quite rare for, obviously, back in the 50s. And so yeah. he was like, yeah, look, I don't think you got any, really much help at all. And so mm-hmm. he, he said, yeah, no one gives you, it, it always sticks with me, no one gives you a manual, you just got to do your best, right? No, and and, and, and talk this this, um, this person, this, this professional, they were sort of saying that, you know, like, saying all this stuff, and I was like, well, I mean, so parents who have got kids who've, like, gone through trauma and stuff, like, they get some help, but, like, to to be better parents, but like, right. what happens to people who don't like anyone can have a kid? <laughs> no one again. Yeah. No one tells you what you're doing, so it's just kind of yeah. like so that that's how uh, you know my parents dealt with it, and that's how uh, the parents. Dealt with it. So I was I was just really surprised. A lot of the things that they said, I was like, I can think of three examples where they did not do that, <laughs> and I'm like, you didn't oh you. no! But I'm just saying, Luke. I've discovered because I've never done therapy. I think I've discovered why I'm an absolute bellend. <laughs> well, this is. I mean, this is great news for me. I think I might be hypervigilant because of the chaos and, and trauma of my, la- of is, is my it, um, past life. Is it uh, Philip Larkin who said, they fuck you up, you mum and dad. They may not mean to, but they do. Like, yeah. There's certainly someone. And for, for, for some reason, I think that, that the only time I've ever heard that is being recited by a scouser. Larkin wasn't a scouser, though, was he? I don't think so. Where was he? From? I don't really know much about Why do I think it was Roger McGough? Who wrote the Great Smile Robbery? <laughs> why did I? Why do I think that's Roger McGough? Apparently, Philip Larkin was an Englander. Uh, sorry, a Midlander. Um, well, speaking of Roger <laughs> McGough, I, I, I've told, I, don't, I don't know if I can tell how much I can say about this. So, Ooh, so bit, bit, bit primal I've, I've 2022 Roger McGough action. Well, can we just yeah. have a break and come back, okay. and I'll tell you what I was going to say. Okay, so just yeah. stick around, everyone. We'll be back after this. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The only podcast in 2022 talking about Roger McGough. It's no, not a show. Pete, look. What? Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> sorry, what? sorry. You, you promised carry a Roger on. McGough story. No, you, before the break, you promised me some Roger no, McGough story. No, it's not a Roger McGough story. It's it's related to Roger McGough because I right. used to work with for a while on some stuff. Uh, his hmm. son. Okay, fair. And okay, his son fair. was the manager. <clears throat> not at the time. His son was the manager of the Happy Mondays. Okay, that's, and his okay. son is. Um, uh, he's either in or he co-wrote or he helped to produce Twenty Four Hour Party People as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I was working for some people. Excuse me a second. Oh, I Sorry. couldn't tell whether Luke was either doing a cough or a sneeze. I Sorry thought he was getting that. into the sneeze scene like me last week. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I used to work. With, I used to work with Nathan McGough, and yeah. uh, he was. I don't know what's happened to him now. I haven't looked him up for for years, but he wasn't a fucking character. Let me tell you that. Right. He's he the manager was. of the Happy Mondays. Yeah. He, he, what, I mean, he, like you don't get you don't get like button-down suity guys being managers of Happy Monday. He was, a t- he was a terrifying man. Like, so I, I, was, I, was, I was looking after a band um, who were looking to be signed in London back 15 years ago, 16 years ago. Mm. They, they, they put some singles out on a couple of London-based labels, Shifty Disco, mm. one or two others, and they were looking to be signed. And Nathan McGough took was- an interest in them. That was back when you had a big cigar and you got Munster Munster. Yeah. Come and yeah. sign my Mr. boys. Yeah, that's when people used to be headlining uh, Glastonbury soon. Mr. Big. Basically, Mr. Big. Um, <laughs> and uh, anyway, he was an animal. Like, honestly, I, I, I've been in meetings. Like, back in the day, I was in meetings in the backs of. There's an amazing wine bar. I don't know if it's still there in Kentish Town slash Camden. Um, and it's at the back of a kebab house. Right. And I remember being there, this is what it was like, right, with him, discussing like a record deal mm. with him and some other people at like one in the morning, absolutely smashed in a wine bar behind a kebab house, which somehow ended up in a fight. And that was like business then. <laughs> he sounds like a lot of fun, to be honest. He said, yeah. is he busy next week? I can, I can, I can remember, shot. I can also remember the show that this band did where... Um, it was a big show. It was at a festival. It was, like, it was mm. probably about... There's definitely thousands of people there. And mm. they weren't the big name band or anything. But they were there because they got um, 
they got put on the bill somehow and anyway mm. they're playing and it was it was it was overseas so it was a festival where the music goes all night and there's nothing on during the day and it was about two right. in the morning it was hectic so at, mate, honestly at one point halfway through the set he wasn't happy with how the band were playing in the middle of the set and in the middle of one of the songs he ran on the stage and started strangling the bass player <laughs> I mean, if the bass is that high in the mix, he needs a strangling. That's all I'm saying. If that bassist is insisting that the, the, the bass is that high in the mix, you, you, look, if you're going to stick your head above the parapet, you better make sure you're Mark King from um, Level 42. At that point, oh yeah, that's, that's, your, that's your cultural touchstone, is it? <laughs> yeah, for it bass is, yeah. players. That's the first bass player you thought of. Well, after Flea, of course. It goes, yeah. it goes him, it goes Flea. the man at level 42, uh, David Boy's bass. And the guy Murray, from Primus, remember him? The, the guy, guy from Primus, <laughs> Liz Claypool. Everyone used to talk about him, didn't they? <laughs> anyway, so, so, this, so this happens. McGough runs on stage, grabs the bass player, starts strangling him, right? And I was sat mm. at the start of the, start of the stage stringing a guitar because I was like right. road manager, kind of roadie help out kind of person mm. at that point. I'm, I'm stringing a guitar because one of the guitar strings broke in the song before. Right. So I was sat in the wings with the guitar on my knees, stringing the guitar. The other road got manager, this guy called Peter, he was like looking at me going, what do I do? I was like, I don't fucking, I don't know. We can't, you can't have more people going on stage to stop the fight. I just let him get on with it. And um, <laughs> I, I was over it by that point. The next morning I flew back and I was in a, such a shit state. I just, I, just, I just fucking wrapped up exactly on that next day. Uh, it was <laughs> and I, was, I was fed up asleep in the back of a fucking plumber's van. On the way to the airport to go to this festival... Uh, we had so little money, we all had to jam ourselves with the gear into the back of this plumber's van. It was so dangerous. If there had been anything so much as like an emergency stop, people would have been really badly hurt. And at that point, mm. I was just over it. Anyway, it sorted itself out. I think he just got bored and just fucking walked off. I mean, I didn't see him again for the rest of the show or the rest of the um, the, the, the flight back or anything. Right, okay. Very, very odd man. Anyway, wasn't planning on talking about him. Don't know how much of that can be used, but his <laughs> Roger McGough's son is a maniac. If he's, if he's still with us, I wish him all the very best, but he's a maniac. Well, I mean, you can do that because you you literally saw him try and strangle a bassist on stage. So I think that's fair. I think that all of that is absolutely fine. I should probably give a shout out to the band because um, they didn't get their just desserts at all. They didn't get any Cold of the credit. Play. It was Coldplay. Yeah, yeah, and here they are. Just play us out with clocks. It was it's level cold... 42. It was Mark King. <laughs> no, they're a band called Members of the Public, and before that they were called Killers on Camera. Mm. And they never got the fucking... They got a record made. It never got put out because I think the label fucked them or something. But if you go to killersoncamera.com, uh, someone's uploaded all the music because I think they got so fed up of waiting around, they just t- took the masters or the demos or something and just put them up online. So if you really want to yeah. listen, they're a great new wave band. Give them a go. They were, they deserve a lot more than they got. They Give that a listen. They ramble theme for a bit. I've seen they did, exactly. So they, they mm. when they're in their kind of power pop phase... They wrote a song called Milk and Honey, which I said to them, look, I've done all this work for you. You've never paid me a penny. I understand that because um, you've not um, you've not got any money yourselves. Mm. But I now want to start this podcast. So can I use one of your songs? And they said, yeah. And uh, I chose Milk and Honey. And that's the very thir- first theme tune for the Football Ramble. So there you go. Mm. That's how the, yes, how the story fits in. Honey. It's a good tune. Good tune. Very, good. Um, very good. Before we go, Pete, we've got to do batteries. Well, Rory will kick our asses. The battery daddy will kick our asses. Exactly, yeah. Rory is the battery daddy. It's his birthday today. He's 32. Um, Fucking 30. He's getting older every every hour. Every hour. I think think he's literally like 24 or something. One of these, in the words of the Foo Fighters, one of these days, uh, Rory's heart will stop and he will have to climb into a big battery daddy and be buried with all the other battery daddies. Put put it it this way. When when I was being terrorised by Nathan McGough, Mm. Rory... Would have been 
seven that's years old. That's horrible to think. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrible to think. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Andrew Wilkie's got in touch. Hello, Luke and the Pete. Please attached. Uh, please find attached for your perusal a battery that came out of one of my kids' Halloween decorations. Now he's put kids in inverted commas. Uh, <laughs> extra soup, and, and I worry about what that means. Uh, extra super <laughs> duer day. No, well they're either made su- of they're either made of like straw. Yes, or he's, or he's stolen them himself. He stole the kids. Yeah. Uh, extra super dura day. If you look closely, it also says plum bum. Triple uh, A in size. It's, uh, yeah, extra super dura day. I, uh, I don't mind that. I like it. I like that they're black and orange in um, the Halloween theme, Pete. Yeah, and they've gone for like, so they've got mercury and cadmium and uh, plum bum. Plum bum's just lead, isn't it? Um, have they just, have they, oh, yeah. no, no percent, zero percent mercury and cadmium and plum bum which i believe is uh, lead but why have they, why are they using a euphemism for lead is 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 lead yeah. like a no no to mention on battery because it might upset people yeah i'm mm. not sure um yeah. unfortunately jury they aren't the new players i mean they've been ah. sent this seven times uh, dating all the way back to may of last year so thank you for sharing andrew but they're not yep. um they're not new uh, on the mercury thing we used to have a mercury maze in our house like a little handheld mercury maze Oh, well, like a little kind of, like you would usually have a little ball bearing. Yeah, but it was mercury. mercury. And my dad got it one Christmas from from my my mum or something. One day, one day, mate, just went down into the living room, pick up the mercury maze, no mercury in it. Oh. Just leaked out somewhere. Somebody just just chucked it. I remember remember just chucking the bin, getting on with our lives. Yeah. So somewhere... Somewhere there was a little bit of uh, mercury in in that. There's this this, kind of metal that I had that I bought a little amount of and it uh, it's kind of it's it's metal it's it's kind of hard at uh, room temperature but put it in your hands and it resembles mercury completely it sort of like rolls around your hand like mercury oh yeah you told and me I, about this before it sounds quite and interesting and I kept and I, yeah I kept sending a, a video of it to my dad going look dad I bought some mercury <laughs> Just to upset him, so you've got fuck you, fucking son, fucking brother. <laughs> and, and it's it funny because it you started off the show talking about the parenting shortcomings, and I think maybe <laughs> there might the, the, the blame may at least partly be on your doorstep. But anyway, I'm carry test- on. Number two, I'm, te- I'm testing the fences, I'm testing the fences. <laughs> for weaknesses. Battery Hi. number two, what is it? Battery number two. Burton's got in touch. Hi, look, Pete, long time listener, second time email. I previously sent you an email about how otters are the greatest evil of the animal kingdom. Back when the Luke and Pete show was Luke and Pete's summer. But I'm keen to get into the battery game, so I've attached for your consideration a photo of a AAA battery I found in my son's digital thermometer. A lot of, like, thermometer scales. We get a lot of batteries out of those things. This little guy yeah. was feeling under the weather, so my wife got it out of the packaging to check his uh, temperature. Uh, but before she could do just that, I grabbed it from her hand to check what was inside, and lo and behold, I found this. A power flash. Uh, Hoping it's a new player and praying I'm not making an absolute fool of myself. Have you risked your child's uh, health for a good reason or a bad reason? Let's find out, Burton. Let's find out. Yeah, Power is there, flash. Is there any reason, Burton, why you didn't um, take your child's temperature? Bef- you know, before. <laughs> well, actually, well, what I was what I was doing was is I, I took the battery out of it. It used to be called Luke and Pete's summer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. summer. Yeah. Um, no, Sir, he's he's, that he, you, you literally have to go and say your final goodbyes. Please stop. His has, Please his, get his in there. That hasn't happened. Um, no, you, no, there isn't a battery in the uh, in the in the live support screen. It's <laughs> plugged into the main. Um, so, Burton, I am absolutely delighted after that. Frankly, quite disrespectful. Horrific. Uh, yeah. Apologies. Riff on your, apologies on your sorry, I went, I went um, on a flight of fancy that yeah. ended up with a horrible image. Burton, we, we've sorry. riffed. We've riffed on. We've, we've riffed, riffed on we, your family there, and that is not what we should be doing. So we no, apologise. Um, but well, do we? 
It'd be salve to the wound, Peter, to know that Power Flash are indeed a new player. Hey, it was worth it all along. It was well worth done. RIP. Uh, Gary. Gaz <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Got touch. Awful. Man. <laughs> Terrible man. What's he like, Pete, to work with? He's, just, he's a terrible he's just man. He's a terrible man. Gaz says, I'm sure he's fine. Uh, Gaz, hi, gents. Been a stat listener for many a year now and been wanting to get in the battery game for some time. However, despite my best efforts, I have until now only come across your run-of-the-mill well-known global battery brands until today. I work at ANSTO, Australia's nuclear science and technology organisation. Wow. Um, yeah, and uh, when amazing, entering a building... Job. When entering a building I was working in today, I glanced across the road, uh, uh, got across the hall, uh, and a familiar sight of a rack of EPDs used to measure radiation when working in a hotspot. This rack, however, had a holder for new and dead batteries, and my genitals tingled with the excitement That's of the, the radiation. prospect of finally being able to submit a new player. I don't recall these being mentioned before, so I thought I'd try my luck. I give you Fanso. They were double A's. Uh, Fanso ER. 14, 5 5, age 3.6 volt, lithium battery. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, sadly for our friend Gaz, they are not a new player because in July, yeah. our friend Daniel sent in a Fanzone 9 volt all the oh, way from Forzheim, Germany. So shit. we have seen them only once before, but mm. that's enough. In a different voltage it? format. In a different voltage format, but as mm. we both know by now, once is all you need. Exactly. So exactly. sadly, not a new but, player. But but Power Flash are a new player. So one new player this this uh, Thursday. Not too bad. Yeah. And thank you for uh, for for risking your job because uh, as you explained in the email, uh, you're not technically allowed to take photographs uh, due to confidentiality and security reasons. Do you know what I uh, like so about the photo, Pete? That uh, Gaz mm. has sent in. He's got a proper pe- set of workman's hands. He has got a proper set of workman's hands, and uh, he's also, I mean, just out of focus. I don't think we'd really reverse that in Photoshop, but uh, there's definitely some some hand Paperwork. handwritten uh, charts on the wall that are probably yeah. really, really confidential. So yeah, it's good stuff. Nice. It's good stuff. Hands, Luckily, though, we can't his read hands them. are rough as a badger's ass. Exactly, exactly. Uh, right, that has been uh, the Look A Bit Show for a, another Thursday. We'll be back on Monday uh, for fewer batteries, but presumably uh, more conversations about um, ch- people's children, uh, shabby dads, um, um, dirty fingernails, and all yeah. kinds of stuff, really. And just more more reasons why everything that goes wrong is everyone else's fault. Exactly. And not ours. That's what I'm talking We're about. We don't do anything wrong. Why is it always us on the end of it? <laughs> See you on Monday. Have a good weekend. Ta-ta. Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.